what do I really want? And this is a question that you have to be honest with yourself in the answer. And you have to take any advice that you get from anyone else, whether it be parents, family, teachers, and their advice is great. But you have to take it with a grain of salt and really dig deep and say, okay, that's great, but what do I really want? Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Men of Abundance with Wally Carmichael. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. And today, we're getting all up in your head. We're talking about mindset. We're going to talk about how you can get what you really want. First, you got to know what you want. Lane's going to break that down for you. And you know it, guys, before we get into the conversation, I'm going to give you a chance to be abundant in your life today by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with everyone in your circle. At the very least, take just a couple minutes. You can do it if you want to. It's totally up to you. But I would greatly appreciate it if you go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review so that others can find men of abundance in the search. It seriously takes just a couple of minutes, but the impact is absolutely huge. And if anything, it boosts my ego. (laughs) It lets me know somebody's out there listening and that you're actually getting something out of our time here today. And for you business owners out there, I want to introduce you to my brand new podcast, Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery. Coming up this week is the very first interview. Now, it's not normally an interview type of podcast. But occasionally, I will interview people that I'm personally working with. And this week, I will be sharing with you one of those conversations. Most episodes of Abundance and Prosperity Business Master are about 15-20 minutes of me just sharing strategies that you can implement in your business that day to move the needle and increase your revenue. Or at the very least, reduce some of the business-related stress that you're going through right now. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Men of Abundance, and Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery to be sure that you catch every single episode. They will benefit you. Here we're talking about mindset. There we're talking about strategy and mindset, but specifically related to business owners. Now, our featured guest today is a Special Forces Green Beret veteran who has traveled to dozens of countries on six continents. With his real-world experience, he helps others align their life to live their authentic best life. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Lane Ballone. Lane, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? I am excellent, man. Where are you at in the world? Right now, I'm in the middle of Oklahoma, of all places in the U.S., uh, in the middle of a, a mini road trip. Yesterday, my wife and I, we departed from Colorado, and we are in Oklahoma. And then later on today, we're going to be heading to Missouri to visit some family and friends. So what's the road trip about? So my wife and I, we were living in Panama for about a year and a half, and we recently moved back to the U.S. about a month ago. 
And so we moved back to Colorado, and part of the plan was to visit family and friends, and we did that in Colorado. And since I have family and friends in Missouri and in Oklahoma, uh, we decided to do this little mini road trip. And so, yeah, it's, it's just to visit family, friends, and, and just kind of get out on the open road because, um, you know, we love road trips. Yeah, I love it. That's one of the reasons why we moved from Hawaii to Florida was because 10 years in Hawaii was great, but... You can only do so many laps around Oahu, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's cool because my wife's originally from Panama. That's where we met. I was My first duty station was Panama. And uh, I, did, I did two years and then signed up for another two. And, like, right at that, just before that second tour started is when my wife and I were introduced to each other. We were a blind date. So it's real cool you spent some time down in Panama. What was you doing down there? So my wife was born in Panama. Uh, she grew up in Colorado. But half of her family is Panamanian in Panama. So mm-hmm. after I got out of the military, you know, we both decided that, yeah, it'd be great to go down to Panama, get to know the family, learn a little Espanol, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of have a, have a good time down there. And that's exactly what we did. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I love it. We were just talking. It's been years since I've been back there. My wife's been back almost every year. Um, and my boys have been there as well. But it's time for – I think we're going to plan a trip after the holidays because it's just too crazy during the holidays in Panama. So yeah. that traffic, man, just the thought of it gives me anxiety because it was bad <laughs> back in the 90s. Well, last time I was there was, yeah, late 90s. But, Lord, all that, that traffic just gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's something to to be reckoned with. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit slower down there in Oklahoma. I was in. A matter of fact, I did my uh, MPT, my medical proficiency training, when I was in the 18 Delta course many years ago. Many many years ago, I did it. I did my MPT there at Reynolds. Um, wow. We drove from San at the time when I went through the course. The uh, eight, the special operations medical surgeons course was in San Antonio, and. We drove, me and two other guys who got chosen to go to Reynolds, drove to Oklahoma, and wow, Oklahoma was, that was my first experience with Oklahoma. That's a different place if you're not used to it in the United States. Yeah, yeah, and I and I grew up here in Oklahoma, and, and funny enough that now I'm kind of like known as a travel guy, but when I was growing up, I didn't do a lot of traveling, and mm-hmm. you know, being in the military exposed me to that travel, but Oklahoma has a, has a lot to... Uh, you know, a lot of nooks and crannies, a lot of cool things to see. Yeah, some big buffalo, man. I remember, well, my uncle was field artillery. Well, he was a, an MP during Vietnam, but then after Vietnam, he transitioned to um, field artillery. So he spent most of his career, a retired 30 years uh, sergeant major there in uh, Lawton in uh, Fort Sale. Wow. So I had a chance to visit him. He came out and visited me in Panama once as well when he was a, God, that was something so long ago, early 90s. <laughs> yeah. So I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, brother. What do you have to be grateful for today? I mean, the traveling is amazing for sure, but what else do you have to be grateful for? Yeah, so you know, as I was, you know, thinking about this show, it was you know the first thing that came to mind was just being able to go out on the open road. And for me, road trips are a special experience because it's it's traveling in a way to where you can actually feel and experience the transitions between one place and the next, and. Colorado is absolutely different than Oklahoma and to be able to you know drive through Kansas and, and feel the transition you know so that's what that's what uh that's the gratitude that I'm feeling right about now 
Yeah, that is amazing. Absolutely amazing being able to experience all that different change in scenery and change in people and, and cultures and the food. Everything changes as you travel from state to state, let alone country to country. Now, you've been all over the world on six continents, uh, and uh, I've been all over the world on five continents, so I'm assuming that you've been to all but Antarctica. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> So I got to hit up Australia, man, Australia, New Zealand area. And then once I do that, you know I got to go hit up Antarctica just to get to all seven continents. Do you have any plans for that? Yeah, actually next year. Um, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of planning that goes with it. And you have, to, you have to have about three or four weeks of free time in order for you to, to do Antarctica. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's in the plans for next year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I've looked into it as well. So, you know, before we got – started here i shared a little bit about your bio and that's more professional type stuff here at men of abundance we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance and get a little bit more personal so if you would uh, how would you describe yourself yeah so i'm i'm a, a guy that enjoys the journey and the journey could be traveling it could be the journey of life it could be the journey of a chapter in life but i really enjoy the process or the journey of of, of going through something uh, because you know it's it can be easy to focus on the end state or the destination of where you want to go, and of course you have to know that because that's going to give you the direction. But for me, it's the process, it's the it's the small victories, it's the it's the big stumbles that allow you to really feel that final moment or the destination or the end state or whatever it is that you're going for, and all of those small emotions and and all that that is part of the journey is, is that's how I would describe myself best a guy that loves the journey and so when you said you when you were growing up you didn't really travel a whole lot uh, at what point do you feel that you started well you can still enjoy the journey being right there where you're at as well of course um, but when do you think you made that realization about yourself yeah so I was stationed in Germany that was my first duty station and that's what exposed me to uh, experiences abroad, travel, and I had a specific moment where my grandma visited me, and we went down to Zurich, Switzerland, and we were sitting down in dinner, and uh, we were having a conversation with these, you know, older people, and I was doing a bunch of listening, as I should, <laughs> you know, when older people are talking, you know, you should soak it all in, the wisdom. Yes, sir. And afterwards, I realized that I didn't have anything to contribute to the conversation. I couldn't talk about language or politics or not that I would want to talk about politics today, but <laughs> I couldn't talk about anything yeah. interesting. And so that was, that was my, my pivot point or transition to where I say, you know what, I, I, need, to, I need to learn. I need to uh, expand my knowledge. And, and it started out to be just trying to be interesting and you know have a good time with people. But ultimately that led to being able to share my experiences and uh, and to pass on knowledge to other people. Yeah, I, I dig that, man, and that's uh, <laughs> that's a pretty deep statement that many young men and women, for that matter, but mostly young men, speaking from experience, uh, just don't get till much later in life. Is that when older people are talking, regardless of what their background is, what they do, any of that stuff, it's time to listen. Because there's always something to learn. If anything, learn what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, I think as Jim Rohn said, um, you know, I wish somebody who has failed miserably could could travel the travel the world and speak. I'd pay to see that because I want to find out what he did, so I make sure I don't get there. 
Exactly, and right. you know that's 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 one hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we've got plenty of those in our lives as well. <laughs> yeah, <I> do. yeah. <laughs> so along the way, brother, I mean, I know that you've done some amazing things in, in life, and we're going to get more into that. But along the way, one of the things that changes the trajectory of our life and sends us on a path, on a particular path, it usually involves a kick in the gut moment. Not all the time, but quite often, I'm finding some sort of kick in the gut moment has changed the trajectory of our lives and put us on a different path. So if you would share with us the kick in the gut moment that really took you to your knees and make us feel that. Yeah. So it was uh, in the middle of about 2016 and I was still in the military. And at the time I had elevated a, a position of increasing responsibility and I was going through some some mental conflict, if you will. And so the mental conflict was I was in a leadership position telling men in the military how to be successful in the military, while at the same time I was contemplating getting out of the military. And so this conflict uh, really ate at me because, you know, I try to live a life of, you know, authenticity and, and transparency and, and who I am is what I, what I say and what I do. And I felt this conflict. And during this time, it was just, you know, I, I, you know, I was, wasn't getting a lot of sleep. I was really stressed out. Um, the increased responsibility was, you know, taking my focus away from the stuff that I really wanted to do. And so, you know, this was probably one of the lowest points in my life, uh, being stressed, um, really having that mental conflict and, and, you know, irritable all the time and just everything just wasn't clicking. And it was, it was, uh, ultimately led to a decision of, all right, I have to either stay in the military and continue down this path a hundred percent, or I have to get out. And that, that's what led to the, you know, the decision. And I had to make that decision. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. It sounds kind of like a little bit of, um, imposter syndrome that I, that I, I, I talk to a lot of people that are, you know, coaching others or sharing knowledge or even doing something in their job. And they feel, my goodness, I just don't feel like I'm as qualified to do this that I'm doing because the way I, the reason why I say that is because, you know, you're, you're, you're training soldiers, you're training people to be leaders or you're training them in whatever capacity that you're training them in. But at the same time, you're planning on getting out. So I'm trying to understand this a little bit. You're, you're thinking about separating from what it is that you're teaching these men how to do these men, um, some, maybe some women as well. But the bottom line is, how, how are you, in your mind, you're thinking, how, are, how am I training these people to excel in the military and, and elevate to leadership positions when I'm thinking about getting out myself? Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And that conflict was the, the, the friction point that, that was right. eating at me. And ultimately, it, it, was, uh, yeah, it, was, it was tough, really tough yeah. point. Yeah, I, I, I get that because, I mean, after, you know, when I was getting ready in the process of retiring, uh, I had a unique experience because I was able to retire, took some time off, and then ended up working back in the same shop, literally at the same desk I was at, only in civilian clothes. And many of the people there at Triple Army Medical Center had been there for many, many years. Many of them still referred to me as Master Sergeant Carmichael, and a lot of them, specifically the soldiers, would come to me for advice. And it was 
humbling that they would still come to me for that. It kind of pissed off some of the other leadership, though. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. But one of the things I used to always tell the guys, even when I was on active duty, is, look, even my own folks, my own soldiers, if they want to get mentorship from somebody else, don't take that personally, but look yourself in the mirror. Because there might be a reason why they don't want to come to you. But also, don't take it personally because maybe they're not. You're not exactly where they want to be. Maybe they're getting mentorship from somebody else who's in a different field or whatever the case may be. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So that's an interesting dynamic. But yeah, so you obviously separated. And what was the next step? What did you do then? Yeah. So the decision was to, you know, to get out. My wife and I decided, and uh, we were stationed in Germany at the time, and. Being a military guy, you know, part of being in the military is, is planning, and so that's, that's exactly what we did. We planned basically the next 12 months after I got out, and so we left Germany, and then we spent some time with family and friends, and then we went on a road trip. Uh, again, you know, I said we like road trips, <laughs> and um, so we ended up going on a three-month road trip across America, spanning 37 states, visiting a whole bunch of friends, family, places that we wanted to see. And so that was three months. Um, and then we came back to Colorado and then we went down to Panama. And so that was the, you know, the, the, the plan, you know, we created that plan, we executed the plan. And, uh, ultimately it was a, uh, you know, something that was in the works for several years. And um, a lot of people create goals, and sometimes they they execute on them well, or, or they don't. But um, yeah, it was it was executed pretty well. But uh, that was that was the next, I guess, two and a half years or two years or so after the military. Yeah, I dig it. So you know, you and I, I don't really know exactly how you and I got connected, but I know we just connected on Facebook. And through, I'm sure one of the veteran groups or something like that. And I started watching your videos and what you're doing. And obviously, you're down in Panama doing a lot of the videos live, uh, Facebook Live. And uh, that what intrigued me initially, one of the things was just you being military, of course, and being in Panama. Because some of the places you're at, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that place and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the words that were coming out of your mouth, man, the, the, the motivation and the more than just motivation, just the wisdom that you were sharing uh, was very captivating and intriguing to me because it's uh, absolutely love it. So at what point did you start doing that? What compelled you to start doing those Facebook lives and, and sharing your knowledge and wisdom? Yeah, so growing up, I was in Boy Scouts, I was in sports, and then and throughout the whole military, so many people helped me along the way. And that was mentors, people guiding me in the right direction, training me. And so you know, it came a point to where I was getting out of the military. I wanted to start giving back, and so that was that was the point to where it, it was a strictly, you know, incoming uh, message. You know, I was I was consuming people's wisdom and, and mentorship, and then getting out of the military was I started to, uh, you know, try to give advice and talk to people and stuff like that, and and so the, I made these small videos, um, and then it, it kind of went from there, and. You know, ultimately, it's it's a it's just a way of giving back, and and I know that that's exactly what this community is about. You know, paying it forward and taking what you know and what you've experienced from others, and then passing it along to somebody that will help them uh, in any way, right? To uplift, to give them that little nugget 
that will continue them to push forward with the thing that they want to do in life. And so ultimately, that's that's it's a it's a very simple concept that I fully, you know, in, in agreement with what you're doing. You know, paying it paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten any feedback off of that? Um, what do you what do you see? How do you see it impacting others? Yeah, so uh, it, it happens. You know, randomly, random messages like, "Hey, that was a perfect message." Uh, I do uh, a little bit of, you know, in those in those uh, live videos. Oftentimes, I'll get a message say, "Like, this is the perfect message," you know, right now. Um, so I get a lot of those kind of messages, and um, a lot, you know, a lot of some feedback um, from other people is like, "Yeah, that's just a, you know, I really appreciate that that kind of message. It, you know, really helped me get through some stuff." Um, yeah, so it's a uh, it's the the tangible way of saying, "Hey, you know what you're doing is 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 good. You know, I appreciate what you're doing." Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting how you know Facebook. You get the immediate feedback pretty much. Either people are jumping on or they're not. Um, they're responding, clicking likes, loving. You know, putting up all the little emojis and stuff like that, and actually sharing some words uh, of gratitude for it and I dig that man it's 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 really good feedback sometimes I sit here on the show especially when I do some of the solo shows but even when I'm doing interviews it's like hello is anybody out there <laughs> and then and then you get a, a comment on you know social media or a review or something like that and I'm like oh my goodness that's exactly what I needed today man because it does it helps us too because we're just like everybody else uh, we're on the same journey maybe a little bit further ahead but we all we're all on our part of the journey and we're just trying to pull each other uh, others along with us so what do you see coming up in the future what what do you see happening over the next couple of years what's your plan um so you know i got a got a lot of plans <laughs> um but ultimately it, it revolves around um traveling and experiencing uh certain things and uh uplifting others in any way i can so um the next few months at the time of this recording, you know, I have some, some traveling, uh, going to Europe or going to Peru in about 10 days at the time of this recording. And then after that, uh, Montenegro, Croatia, and, um, doing, doing a little bit of mountain climbing in July. Um, so I, I really, you know, I have my, you know, my approach to goal setting is to basically, you know, ask myself, honestly, what do I really want? And then just write it down and have it in a, you know, in a bucket, so to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then at the, you know, whether it's today, this week, next month, or a couple months from now, I look at what is most advantageous for me to execute on right now or to set in motion. Mm-hmm. And so I pick that thing, you know, out of my bucket that I really want to do. And then I just start executing on it or set the wheels in motion, so to speak. Um, yeah. So, and then, you know, I have a couple other things that, that, uh, that I'm working on. Um, and uh, it's just really exciting stuff. <laughs> so when you say set the set the wheels in motion, what is that process? What's that look like? So uh, basically, it's okay. It's it's a uh, it's connecting the dot. So if whatever the thing that I want to do, so let's t- let's take for instance the uh, the thing I'm going to do in July. I'm going to go climb uh, a mountain in, in Washington Washington State. So that's the in state. I want to climb that mountain. And basically, set the wheels in motion is uh, could mean a couple different things, but basically, it's what is the next step for me to execute on that. And oftentimes, with me, 
the the most simple way for me to set the wheels in motion is to book the ticket, <laughs> book the flight, or book something to where it's locked in place. And so once that that is, is, is a keystone act or a keystone step, then everything else almost either has to happen or I you know lose out on money or <laughs> or I have to cancel tickets or something like that. But it locks me in to where that is a that is a path I'm taking now. And travel is a really simple example, and it's it's you know it's one of my favorites <laughs> is to buy the tickets, and then once that's mm-hmm. set, then I start planning everything else and figure out the hotel and figure out how you know whatever the other details are. But that's you know so that that's setting the wheels in motion. I dig that man, and and there's so much going on there. It's it's almost like you know burning the ship, if you will, in a, in a small sort of way because you're really li- losing out. You take that big step, book it. Uh, put some skin in the game and then that kind of forces you to do the rest of the stuff that has to happen and in my experience many times it's not that you have to know exactly how it's going to happen you just I love your terminology just set the wheels in motion for me it's put it on the calendar that's great but I have no skin in the game at that point you know, so you got to go that next step. So I'm going to ask a little bit more personal questions. Some of the guys are out there thinking, you know, hey, that's all great. This dude's traveling the world. Um, that stuff's not cheap. How are you funding all of this? Yeah, so it's it comes down to focus and being able to, one, know exactly what you want. And then once you have that uh, a very detailed and uh, vivid picture of what you want, you focus intensely on it. And that is where, or that is what allows for the intangible things to happen. So that's where your focus goes, where your money goes. So if you focus on travel, well, you're, that's where your money's going to go. And all of the intangibles, such as enthusiasm, resourcefulness, are coming along with it whenever you focus on something that you really want. Now, if, yeah. So if you set a goal that you don't really want, you're not going to have the enthusiasm. You're not going to actually be resourceful enough in order for you to find and seek the opportunities in which to get that thing that you said you wanted. So all it, and that's why being honest with what you really want is so critical. It's that it's that it brings all of those intangibles that is difficult to describe, difficult to to put into a system or a process, but they're absolutely vital in order for you to get the thing that you want. It's huge, man. Guys, go back, rewind that, listen to that a couple more times because generally what's going on in your head is I want to go to the Bahamas. The next statement that comes out of most people's mouth or at least says in their mind is, but I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the time to do that. I can't get time off work to do that. My kids are going to be in school, so that can't happen yet. And all of these other limiting phrases, beliefs, and words that come out of your mouth, when you change your words, you change your story, you change your phrases, you change your, you know, you, you, you change your story, you change your life, and you change the trajectory, and that's what he's talking about right now, make intention, and you have to, you have to feel it, you, you said that as well, you have to feel it in your being, I have written up here on my board actually, the best, quickest way to change your mindset is to change your physiology, I'm standing up right now. And I stand up during these conversations because I get the most energy. Sometimes I'm even lifting my legs or I'm doing some, you know, we're on camera, we're we're on camera, but not recording camera. And 
um, because I'm changing my physiology. I'm changing who I am. Sometimes I'll put my hands on my hips, raise my testosterone just by doing that for 15 minutes. And then after that is focus. And you said focus. Where focus goes, energy flows. Exactly. Where focus goes, money goes. So when you focus on, I don't have the money or I have to pay these bills, that's where your money's going to go. When you focus on, I have to fund this trip, or I'm going to fund this trip, not have to, I get to. See the difference in the words? Have to, get to, need to, fund this trip. That's where the money's going to go. And the third one is our phrases, our words, our language how we talk to ourselves and everything all of that was right there in exactly what uh what he just said so make sure you go back and listen to that again because it's super super powerful yeah and to add just quickly on that is that when you focus on something your brain is automatically looking for a path in order to get to Mm. that thing that you're focusing so again like what you said if you're focusing on how you can't do something or how you don't have the resources or you don't have the money, well, your brain is automatically looking for a way to justify that statement. And so it's so vital to, to hold what you want in focus. And then your brain is, and that's where the, the intangibles come in, where you'll be able to see the opportunity. You'll become a little more resourceful. You'll have that enthusiasm in order for you to, to take that next step that will get you closer to what you want. But you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Exactly. It's going to be forward that originally said that, so I'll throw that out there. Yeah. All right, brother, we are at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. Ready to do that? Let's do it. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps men of abundance can take today. Yeah, and we've been kind of hitting on it. And the first step is to ask yourself the question, what do I really want? And this is a question that you have to be honest with yourself in the answer. And you have to take any advice that you get from anyone else, whether it be parents, family, teachers, and their advice is great, but you have to take it with a grain of salt and really dig deep and say, okay, that's great, but what do I really want? And continue to ask yourself, why, why, why? Why do I want that? Why do I want that? And eventually you'll, you'll through this distillation process, you'll get to the thing that you really want. And then, okay, so that's step one. What do I really want? And then step two is to adjust all my focus on that thing that I do want. And we talked about focus earlier to where if you say, oh, I don't want that or I don't want that, if you focus on what you don't want, you're never going to get what you do want. <laughs> so um, when I ask, you know, sometimes when you ask, the, ask yourself the question, what do I want? You say, oh, I don't want this, I don't want that. And that's a great starting point. But eventually you're going to have to pivot from, oh, I don't want that to, yes, this is exactly what I do want. So focus on what you do want is step two. And then step three is take the next step to what you want. And that's where the resourcefulness, that's where the enthusiasm will come into play to where you will find the next step if you're looking for it on what you're focusing on. You will find the next step and then take that next step. And and it's literally taking the next step. And because sometimes if you, have a, if you have something that you is big and there's seemingly 147 steps to take <laughs> it can it can seem overwhelming but mm-hmm. if as long as you just focus on that next step then you'll get closer and celebrate the small victories celebrate every single step and feel that energy feel everything they're like yes I, I got closer to the thing that i want and that's it so step one is to ask yourself what do i really want step two is focus on what you do want and then step three is just take the next step. 
Yeah. And you know what? One of the things I'm going to interject right here before I ask the next question is that next step. Generally, what happens when people don't know the next step, they stop. They, they just the whole the whole process crumbles and stops right there because you can't figure out the next step what would be your answer to that if somebody gets stuck and they just don't know the next step to take yeah so that usually correlates with focus so that usually means that focus has been diverted from what you do want to I don't have the resources or I, I uh, don't know what the next step is oftentimes getting back into alignment with that thing that you're focusing on what you want is 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 my first step because one it helps me feel that energy or feel that like yes like this is what I want okay and then with that feeling comes the resourcefulness the insight of opportunity and so then that will help you identify what that next step is and um, some, sometimes it is uh, through the process of being resourceful you find the right person with the right advice or you find the right idea or concept on the internet uh, you look to other people that have done the thing that you're doing and you find oh wow I didn't see that before like that's the step that they took and sometimes it's 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 reading between the lines and so so the identifying the next step um, can happen in, in uh, you know a million and a half different ways but reverting back to the thing that I've that I want and focus on that then you'll be able to again it's it's that it's the, it's your brain trying to connect that path and you'll be able to fill in the blank to be able to see the opportunity to understand the concept that you weren't seeing whenever you said oh I don't have the resources or I don't know what the next step is so it, it's it really is reverting back to, to focusing on the thing that you want and then the intangibles uh, follow along with it and whatever the, the next step is, it will be it will be identified. Yeah, great, great points, man. I'm glad. Um, thanks for sharing that. And one of the things that does kind of it's it's um, it, I see it both ways is sharing your intentions with others. And I'm not the type of person that just goes out and throws all over social media things that I have planned because I have a lot of stuff planned that few people know about. But people do know about it. Key people know about it. Why? Because I know that those key people can benefit and can contribute to the process and to the path. Because when I find myself falling short, generally it's because I'm trying to do it alone. And any time that I've had a mentor, a coach, or somebody, my wife is my my greatest uh, partner, if you will, of course. Uh, we collaborate a lot. We always have different things going on. But even, even between the two of us, we don't have it all figured out. We can't figure it out. We need somebody else on our side, uh, in our in our on our team, you know, to help us take that next step. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what rituals make the biggest impact in your life? You mentioned a couple in there a little bit, but let's bring them together right here. Yeah. So. Uh we started with the first one that's one of my favorites with this podcast, is, which is gratitude. And gratitude uh, and appreciation and thankfulness, you know, all those, those great, uh, th- great practices is what helps me continue a life of confidence. Because whenever we're grateful for stuff, when we're appreciative of things, uh, we, we see the wins in our life. Because oftentimes people can focus only on the bad stuff or if you're a high performer sometimes you can uh, only focus on the things that you need to improve to get better 
but if we don't take time to give gratitude, appreciation, we can lose out on um, reminders of us winning in life. And it doesn't matter what stage you're at in life, you can give gratitude to something. You can appreciate so many different things in your life. And by that simple practice of gratitude, first thing in the morning and uh, at the end of the, you know, at the uh, end of the day, right before bed, uh, you know, so that's that's what I practice every day. Uh, you know, I have a uh, appreciation journal that that I have on my nightstand, and you know, I carry it with me when I'm traveling. And I just write three things that I'm a, that I'm grateful for that day, and then I'm you know, I tell myself how I'm going to wake up uh, the next morning. So gratitude uh, is is vital for so many different reasons, and it's one of the things that has just really uh, helped me in life and, and give me a, a winning perspective. And then the second thing is, is meditation, and so many people talk about it. Uh, there's so many different benefits for it, um, but it's just a, a practice that, that I do every day. And being able to add those two elements, uh, I think anybody can benefit from adding those into their, their daily habits and routines. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you do it over an extended period of time. Uh, it's Both of those are huge contributors to my uh, prosperity in my life for sure yeah uh, because you know i was just listening to tony robbins this morning and of course i do gratitude every day but he said something that i hadn't heard him or even heard said before and it's rings so true in that comment that once you can give gratitude at that point regardless of where you're at financially resources wise whatever at that point you are truly wealthy you will find wealth in your life in that moment because you can be grateful for what you already have. Uh, and that's where it all starts, and that's where it all ends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for me, I, I truly believe that, man. What would you recommend our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Yeah, so um, the, the first piece, quick, quick piece of advice is, uh, is what, what are you going through in life right now? And then reading something that will help with that thing that you're trying to do or that you need help with. Um, so that's, that's the first thing is because whenever I'm reading, like I don't read, uh, I, I read very specifically intentionally. Um, and it's great to read books. It's great to you know take in knowledge. But for me, the reading process and the consumption of audiobooks is very um, specific to what is going on in my life and how can I take action on it upon listening or reading to that, that book. Um, so that's the first piece of advice. But um, something that, that I've been reading lately is uh, some older um, older books uh, by an author called uh, Wallace Waddles. And he's most famous for The Science of Getting Rich or The Science of Being Rich. And he has a kind of a couple series of The Science of Being Great, uh, The Science of Being Well. And he has a couple other other books. But I would recommend Wallace Waddles as, as, a, as a great short read. Um, uh, a couple months ago, and I'll tell you why this uh, this book was so important. And a couple months ago, I was you know I had one of those days where like oh man like nothing's clicking, like uh, everything's you know like not working you know and it, you know basically one of those those down days of <laughs> like just my mind is just crushed. And so I have a practice of doing two things you know to one read a uplifting letter that I written to myself. And then two was to was to listen to Wallace Waddles this this uh, this book, Science of Being Rich, and it doesn't have anything to do with well, it has stuff to do with money, but it's it has everything to do with the mentality of abundance and wealth and and living a, a life of um, 
that you choose. And so, upon listening to that book, it's really it's a really short book, and I was immediately pivoted from negative down to yes, okay, I know what I need to do now. And that was it was the reminder of me uh, getting out of the you know or focusing on the bad stuff and then diverting my attention back to the stuff that that is good for me, the positivity, the enthusiasm, the the things that I want. And so Wallace Waddles is, is uh, something that I would recommend to, to everybody. Well, I'm going to check that out. I know I've heard that name before, but I have not read or listened to any of the content whatsoever, but it's right up my alley. And you bring up a good point how it's called The Science of Being Rich. And many books that are written like that, like Think and Grow Rich, uh, Millionaire Mindset, I've got so many over here on my bookshelf, um, that all have something to do with wealth, rich, millionaire, so on and so forth. Most of them have nothing to do with actual cash flow, actual money. Now that I have some business books over here that tell you how to increase profits in your business for sure because that's what I do. But the science of being rich is it all really comes down to the same stuff. And, and quite frankly, much of it, in my experience, is biblical. It's, it's, it's storytelling. It's living a life of gratitude. It's living well. You know, it's all about that more than that. But I say that because those titles are what cap what get most people to pull that off the bookshelf. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's marketing, brother. Absolutely. Uh, so, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, Lane? Yeah, I think it's lack of trust in oneself, and there's so many levels that that can that that fall under that. But it's if you don't trust yourself. You won't take a leap of faith to do the thing that you want. Because when you don't trust yourself, you don't think that you have the resourcefulness to accomplish that thing. When you don't trust yourself, you don't think that you're worthy to get what you want. So uh, the it's a, it's a, there's so many aspects of trusting yourself. But if it, that's, that's why I boiled it down to that uh, comment. And so for anybody listening right now, Look into what you don't trust yourself about, and then and then from that that digging point or that point right there, that thread, find out what's behind it. And if it has something to do with self worth, all right, look into how you solve that, or how how do you how do you uh, find a positive message to negate that lack of self worth? If it's lack of confidence, uh, I'm telling you, gratitude and being grateful for everything that you have will turn you from a non-confident person to somebody that has an abundance of confidence because confidence is really an observation of you seeing yourself winning in life and if mm-hmm. you're only focusing on the, the negative the bad stuff then you're like oh man i'm just not that successful like i'm not that this i'm not that that mm-hmm. but when you give gratitude and appreciation to the small things in life that and how you win you'll look at yourself differently you'll say man today was a great day like i did this did this and then you look back at your life and you're like man i've accomplished a lot and it doesn't matter where you're at in life it doesn't matter what level you think that you're playing at if you appreciate the things that you have and that you've accomplished you will think that you're a winner and you are a winner and to know that you're a winner is what gives you that confidence and so that confidence will allow you to trust yourself and so if you if you don't trust yourself ask yourself why and then start looking at 
at those areas in which you can improve your life. And there, there's so many resources out there. Listening to this podcast will help you be able to have that positive message to negate that negative aspect and why you don't trust yourself. Wow, that's deep, man. I love it. I absolutely love that answer. Uh, so what does being a man of abundance mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it is knowing what you truly want in life. And when I say truly want is, is that authentic, true, real thing that you want and not the, the stuff that people tell you that you should want. You know, uh, you know, the Lamborghini, you know, if, if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't want it. Mm-hmm. You know, want the things that you want. And then experiencing that life fully and truly feeling it. And so for me, that's, that's living a life of abundance is knowing what you want, experiencing that thing that you want, and living it fully in the moment. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, brother, we are going to close this up. Before we do, what do you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today, and how can we get more of you? The next step is based on what you're focusing on. And we've hit hit it during this whole conversation, (laughs) is know what you want, and then focus on it, and then everything else will fall into place you'll see the opportunity and the right people will come into your life to help you along your journey yeah yeah absolutely totally totally agree with that that's how that's how i started this whole abundant process man that's how the whole thing got started was realizing actually starting to be grateful for everything that i had in my life at that point in time and then so much more started coming into my life much of which was already there i just wasn't seeing it Exactly. And we're focusing it just on it. More, more, connect, more connections, stronger relationships, and yes, even more money. It all started. Don't do. Don't be grateful, and don't don't pay it forward, and don't do start doing all this stuff for that purpose. Just understand when it's done truly from the heart and not from the head, for the right reason. So much more will come into your life, man. Lane, it's been an amazing conversation, man. I dig your wisdom. I knew it would be an amazing conversation. Go out and live your life of abundance, brother, and keep paying it forward. I'm digging it. Thank you, and continue doing what you're doing. I love it. Appreciate it. All right, guys, don't make this any harder than you've already made it. What do you really want, and how are you going to get it? Go back, listen to this episode again, be abundant in your life today, and share this with others. That's a start. Be grateful and give. Be grateful and give. It's a mantra. It happens every single time I have a conversation with somebody. They ask me, how do I get more of what I want? Be grateful and give. And go back and listen to this episode, then share it with others. Why? Because I want you to have all that life has to offer. You just have to make the decision of what you want and then get the right people in your life to ensure that you get what you want. And along the way, help others get what they want. Pay it forward. Now, Go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.